Hey, Luke. What's up, Evan? Uh, I just have a little bit of a query for you. Oh, well, I might have a little bit of an answer for you. Query me, bro. What is love? Evan, you know that question is a little... It stings for me. I, I don't want to hear that. It stings? Oh, baby, don't hurt me with that question. You don't want me to hit you, no, baby, don't. one more time? <laughs> don't do that. But it is good to see you, man. This loneliness was killing me before we got on air together. <laughs> you know, I must confess that in our friendship, I still believe. Still believe? <laughs> well, you know, Evan, when you're not with me, I feel like I lose my mind. But I, I like to think that by, ha- by co-hosting a podcast with you, I've, I've given you a sign. Yeah, maybe one more time. Uh, welcome to Scooby Dudes. This is a Britney Spears podcast. This is a, now a Britney Spears podcast where we are two best friends here to talk about our favorite uh, meddling spear. <laughs> That's how you wanted to go with that. You didn't want to go it's with not like, working. Uh, like mm. blonde pop star, former former Disney kids bop. I don't know. She was like a Disney thing. I, I do wish I said that, but I didn't. I said what I said. I'm going to have to stick with it. Uh, when when I give an answer, that's the answer that's on record. That's how these episodes go. So, Scooby Dudes, um, podcast about Scooby-Doo, favorite meddling kids, etc. He's Luke. He's Evan. And this is a special episode. I feel like that little exchange that we had with the whole I have a question and you being like, mm, I have an answer. We've done that before. That exact bit has been done before. But that's not to say we're repeating ourselves. We're just reminding you that this is a Q&A Q and a episode. As we've done before, we're doing it again. We are the co-hosts of this podcast. We also consider ourselves, uh, funnily enough, this reflects on the little bit that we just did. We are friends to all of our listeners. Yes, each one of our listeners is a friend. Each one of our patrons is a friend. And, you know, we want to answer our friends' questions when they've got questions that we can answer. And that's why we've dubbed these specific episodes friend interrogations. Yeah, it's because we're friends, but we're also interrogating each other. Mostly you're interrogating me, Evan, or our fans are interrogating both of us, and you're the mouthpiece for them. Uh, so without further ado, which is also something I've done before, <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's go ahead and get into this. We're going to have a bunch of questions and then one very special one at the end, so make sure that you stick around to the end for our final fan cast question when we get to that. And, again, without further ado, let's get into it. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, okay. A little bit. That's uh, a fine intro. There's a little bit to cut. Two dudes talking about Scooby-Doo. Two dudes just like you. Unless you're a lady. Mm, This show is for ladies, too. If you're LGBTQ, we are your Scooby-Doos. Hello. Welcome back. We have questions to answer. A lot of questions, isn't that right, Evan? I will say that we have uh, we have questions via email from from our email address scoobydudespodcast at gmail dot com, mm-hmm. and we have questions from Twitter, and we have uh-huh. no questions from Facebook. Because <laughs> uh, one of us didn't didn't post any post the uh, the call. If Facebook. you also didn't post the call, that's two of us. You know I do nothing. Listeners, if you didn't know already, I do nothing for this podcast. I am the so voice of get... our social presence on online. It's just me. It really just is. At one point, um, I was I was doing all of our social media like I was two people. I would say, like, us and we. And then <laughs> yeah, eventually, I was just like, no, 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 no. It's just me. 
<laughs> and I think people can tell when it's me doing something because it's almost always late and, uh, and poorly done. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but we, I, to my understanding, we have an unusually high volume of questions this time. This was really cool. We, we were asked questions by some of the usual suspects and also by some uh, new new. I was going to say faces, uh, new listeners. So it's been great. Um, I'm really looking forward to this, and I say we kick it off. But what uh, what would you like to ask us first, my friend? Our first question is uh, is via email. It's from October 3rd, and it is from our friend Gordon. Mm, Gordon, I'd say he's our, our top quizzer in terms of volume. And he's had some great quality questions, too. So, yeah, I would say he has two questions back-to-back. I think we should try to get through them. They're a little... Um, I also think we should try and get through them. I might even say suffer through them. Persevere. Persevere yeah, is, go is what I was going to go yeah. with. Mm-hmm. Let's endure. So he, he starts off by saying, and admittedly, this is an uninvolved one. He says, if you were going to be a Scooby-Doo-esque villain, and you had to dress up as a monster and scare people to cover for some nefarious criminal plot, what would you dress up as, and what would the dastardly scheme be? And I will say that even though I have um, compiled all of these questions, I have tried to think about them as little as possible. And uh, I have not seen or heard any of these questions, so it's easy for me not to think about them. Frankly, I think I'd be pretty good even if I had heard these questions. But who, okay, so who would we dress up as and why would we be dressing up as them? That's the question. Do you know off the top of your head who you would want to be or what you would be them for? I have a, I have a pretty good idea. I think, and and this is, vi- these villains are, and, and that's the, um, that's the word that Gordon uses, villains. They're few and far between in terms of having um, causes that are righteous ones. Yeah, I, I don't know if we've... We've certainly speculated righteous causes. Uh, I kind of projected those onto certain villains. Like, oh, they're just doing this to help their mother who has cancer and get like the money for the hospital bills. But generally, that's not been borne out in the episodes we've seen. Yeah, more often than not, they're they're selfish. They're they're just they're to acquire wealth. But but I think when I come to a question like this, I want to do something that has, yeah, a cause that seems justifiable. Hmm. And as someone who is in, I guess, the intern system, and um. My 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 past internship was great. This internship was great. But I think as a whole, um, interning and doing it for very little money off oftentimes for a wage that is not livable is a very difficult way i would say for the average person to get into an industry yeah so i think what i would no, sorry. my plan would be um i would be like uh the ghost of an intern who mm. who died i guess i guess the the fable or the the lore is that this intern died while interning and was forgotten about and they, they just hired a new intern. Ah, so you're the intern that's coming back to haunt them because they didn't actually pay you. So that they'll pay you the real intern. Okay, so you're both a real intern at this place and you're the ghost intern. What do you look like as the ghost intern? Because I'm assuming it's not just you covered in powder. You're right. I think it would, it would have to be like one of those, you know, it's one of those latex masks that makes me look like another person. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, this, yeah, you're not doing the bedsheet ghost kind of thing. Yeah. You're... You're you are just a pallid, ghostly specter of an actual human being. And my and my workaround, because as you know, I don't often like it when the ghosts can talk, is hmm. um, I just ask people uh, how they want their coffee. 
And that's all I say. Is that and that's terrifying to people? You think? Because I'm worried they think they're they're just gonna think they have an albino intern who just started, <laughs> <laughs> who's doing a perfectly professional job. I would be able to walk through walls using a series of mirrors and, and projectors. <laughs> you know what? You are very on brand with that one. And I, I have to say, I really like that. In fact, that's not that's almost an episode of Scooby Doo that we could do. Yeah, I, I mean, Gordon framed this as being a nefarious criminal plot, but I think it would just kind of be sort of like I would be lighting a fire under an organization to be like, you need to pay your interns more. Hmm. It would almost be like I'm 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 giving forward. Yeah, you're paying forward. You're making a good change in the world, and I admire you for that. And you know what? I'm gonna do something similar with mine. I'm going to try and make a positive, because we're not villainous people, so if we were doing these, if we were dressing up as someone and terrorizing someone, we do it for a good end. I would dress up as a giant uh, Reese's peanut butter cup and haunt Ajit Pai by, by <laughs> telling him that my internet's down, and so now I have to go bug him. And I think that, you know, that might not make any changes in the world, but I feel like I'm doing good. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh, man, we're so brave. We're so brave. Oh, goodness, dude, we are courageous. Hero. Is is hero too strong a word or too weak a word? Oh, goodness. I, Whatever I think the case, let's... Sorry, go ahead. I think we did a good job. I think those were both good answers. I, I like that very much. Thank you for that question, Gordon. And I believe we have another one of yours coming right up. Gordon did not even wait <laughs> two weeks before sending his next question. <laughs> two weeks? Is that the polite period of time to wait? <laughs> I didn't know. I don't know question editing. We've got a thirsty listener here. Oh, goodness. Um, Good. Calm down, buddy. October 15th. If you were going to make one of the gang turn into a villain, who would it be? And what would have sent them over the edge? And okay. In, uh, in brackets, if it is some inciting ev- event that breaks, that breaks them, maybe one of them is like Walter White and they were always that villain deep down. Okay, so real quick. Just the central five, let's say that, so that we don't make someone a villain who's already become a villain at one point. So just between, out of the central five cast member, if you don't know what I'm talking about, that's fine. Um, Scooby, Shaggy, Fred, Velma, Daphne, who becomes the villain? And I want to come out and say this, with the exception of Scooby, who's kind of like a pure character. I, I, be- I don't think we can make him the villain. It's just not an option. I believe that any one of the other characters could become a, could become okay, a villain. Okay, so let's let's do this as if we don't know who the villain is. We just know someone's the villain. Scooby is not the villain. Who else could it be? Uh, Shaggy, why would he become the villain? Because he's almost like Scooby in my mind. So So pure and innocent. Shaggy would become the villain, I would say, because he's tired of doing the mystery-solving thing. Oh, yeah. He's a scaredy cat, and he's constantly in his least favorite situation because the rest of the gang is pursuing that exact situation. He And he's also, like, alternatingly, like, lazy and, um... Yeah. Well, he's cowardly. Sometimes he's lazy. So, so, and and it's just this... He, he has a personality type that doesn't want to be put in these dangerous, high-adrenaline situations. I think, yeah. He becomes a villain, and he fakes his own death to get out of this and maybe fakes a kidnapping of Scooby so he can bring his best friend along like take him out of that life too you I had I thought Shaggy was a tough tough one on that but I think you've hit, hit the nail on the head um Fred Fred loves their life so much it's also hard to see what he no 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 Fred he needs there to be a villain 
So he becomes the villain himself to keep the gang on the mystery. Oh, it's like um, there's this one uh, com- comic book, Whatever Happened to the Cape Crusader? Yeah, um, the one where Joker... Uh, no, joke- oh, no, Alfred becomes the Joker? Alfred becomes the Joker. Because, because Batman he realizes that Batman needs like uh, foes to fight against to give him mm. purpose. So that's what that's what Fred is doing, and I think that's great. That's that's the comic series where Bat- it starts at Batman's funeral, and then it's all the different villains talking about the way he died, right? Yeah, they're all explaining, sort of like talking about his life, and they're all um, they're all stories that could not overlap with one another. That might be my favorite uh, Batman. Yeah, my favorite version of Batman. Now let's talk Velma. What Velma? Velma, I think is a pretty easy one to do. Yeah, I I think I think that for both Velma and Daphne, for for slightly different reasons, um, could both become the villain because there is an element of not being respected as much as they should be. They Neither of them have the place in the group that they deserve. Velma, because she's so intelligent, such a voice of reason and direction, uh, and she's just relegated to explaining the mystery once she's long already solved it before the rest of the gang. And Daphne, because she's just uh, sometimes treated as a damsel in distress or just eye candy. Yeah. And it's not it's not to just lump the female characters together and like paint them with the same brush. They it's the same general brush, slightly different shades. Yeah. And yeah, no, they, neither of them are given uh, kind of their full their full due in the series, and so either of them might take issue with that rather justifiably. Um. So what what, what was the I, question one more time? And and well, what Gordon posited was maybe. The, ge- the member of the gang who becomes a villain was always a villain deep down. Oh. And I don't think that's necessarily true in this that's case. That's tough to build in um, because that means it's all been a lie up to this point. Whereas I guess what we're imagining is that something has been building, some, uh, some seed of unhappiness and discontent has been pushing this character this direction. Out of everyone we've talked to, who do you see as the most likely? I, I think what I think I really like the idea of it being Fred. Hmm. I think that's a very compelling narrative. I think that makes the most use of Fred's single-minded passion for mysteries. The fact that he put the mystery over everything and anything else. Um, he would become the villain if that's what it took. Yeah, I agree. It's got to be Fred. And and the inciting incident is so obvious. It's just that they decide that they, they're going to quit. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. They, maybe they encounter a mystery that's really lackluster and the rest of the gang's like, you know what, I just don't think... There's good mysteries out there anymore. I'm just not feeling it. Great question on uh, on that second question as well. Thank you, Gordon, as ever, for providing us with these thrilling little quizlets. I hope that was as satisfying as a dish in Shokugeki no Soma. <laughs> uh, the next asker, also via email, this was sent uh, December 13th. It is uh, from someone who goes by first name Leah, last name Sister. That's like <laughs> Leah's sister. Is that is that one of your siblings, Evan? Do you think? Yeah, yeah, one of my three brothers. Thank, oh, Leah's sister. Nice to meet you. Thank you for uh, thank you for giving us a question. What did she ask? Imagine the Mystery Incorporated gang is real, and you yourself, real life Evan or real life Luke, have been vanished by some dastardly mystery fiend. After an episode's worth of investigation, the gang unmasks the villain. Who is it? And why and how and what disguise? P.S. Besides me. <laughs> All right. So I, I'll, I'll reveal it now. That is, I believe, my little sister who's asking us that question. Um, who I don't, I don't think she kidnapped me. Let's, let's break this question down real quick. She's making it a one or the other, either or, you or me. Um, 
So should we decide right off the bat which one of us has been kidnapped? Well, here's what I think is really funny about this question is that the the meat of this question is who are your enemies? <laughs> who wants to ki- who wants to kidnap you? Basically, she's asking, who can I frame for my eventual disappearance of you? <laughs> Which seems dark. Like, this is a dark question. <laughs> it's a little dark. It's a, this was not the question I was expecting from my little sister. Who, so yeah, that's the question. Is basically, who kidnaps you? I'll do respect to, like, Leah and this question, but I have, I, have a, I have an answer that I think wraps it up easily for both of us to move on to other questions. Okay, I've, I've also got a thought, but what's yours? I, th- I think the most obvious choice is that one of us is kidnapped, the other one goes to Mystery Incorporated and asks them for help, but the reveal is that we're in cahoots with one another. So that we can interact with Mystery Incorporated? Yeah, we're fanboys. It's impossible for one of us to be kidnapped without the other one playing some kind of role in it. And as soon as that's Mm -hmm. a factor, then we've got to be in cahoots together. My only other thought was that maybe Michael kidnapped one of us. Uh, (laughs) Because he's always there for us. Power listener Michael. Power listener indeed. He co-hosts his own podcast, um, Meddlers Incorporated. Yes. And he has been our most uh, faithful correspondent uh, via email so get on michael's level but don't kidnap us like michael might one day kidnap us i'm kidding michael you know i'm messing with you there i like yours a lot and i think that's that's what it would be if we lived in a world with mystery incorporated we would fake a mystery to get to interact with them we would go to jail i feel yeah absolutely i'd be arrested by sheriff bronson to get there probably the gang would also be in jail so that would work out so our last question via email was sent to us also in december december 26th it's from someone named hmm. carter skywalker and um, with all, I'm, I'm very, very sorry, Carter. This is a question we will have to answer for our next for interrogation episode. Um, I will read it here, uh, hopefully to hype people up and, and let them know that. Give mm. us more fan casts because we want to do Ooh, Evan, an tease. episode that's all fan casts. And this question will be answered on that episode. Yeah, so we do, we do have a fan cast uh question coming up at the end of this episode but it takes a bit of time and thought so we'll have a fan cast specific episode later on keep giving us these questions let's get a little teaser right now so carter's question is you or it's not so much a question as a suggestion you should do a fan casting for scooby-doo apocalypse hmm hmm and and luke and i have done live action scooby-doo fan casts before but this is a very specific iteration of of the gang and i and i 100 percent think it's worth asking just we'll do it at okay, a my, future date i shouldn't i don't know if i even need to ask it's like we're not doing it right now but do you think he means uh or she means do a fan cast with other comic characters or with live action people who are drawn in comic style i believe live action okay. i believe it's a live action fan cast but for this iteration of the gang that makes sense because that iteration of the gang looks kind of uncannily realistic like they have actual models Thank you for that question. We will get to that, just not this episode. So keep those ones coming. What do we have next? All right, so now we're on to Twitter questions. Uh, And our first asker is a first-time asker. And from what I can tell, a new listener and also a new Twitter (laughs) user. Evan, is this you? This is is you. (laughs) This is their first tweet. It's not me. Um, It's from someone named Jemima McHugh, who is Hmm. at Jemima McHugh. Here's a question. What do you think the next Scooby-Doo show will focus more on? The horror aspect, like in Mystery Incorporated, or the humor, like in Be Cool? Also, keep up the good work. Oh, thank you. 
We will keep up the good work. And I will tell you, I think the next Scooby-Doo series is going to focus on humor, but I think it's going to be more broad than we saw in Be Cool Scooby-Doo. I don't think Mysteries Incorporated was very successful, or I don't think they're going to try that again anytime soon. And I don't think the style of humor in Be Cool proved to be as broad as they're going to want the next series to be. So, humor, more broad. I think um, just because... Just because so many people complain about the art style of Be Cool, uh, which is not an indicator of quality by any means, Be Cool is fantastic. That and it's gr- it has great animation too. I, I do think that they'll try to go for something more traditional, for more old school. So it'd be weird to have a more traditional art style with that um, supernatural element. So I think it's, yeah, it's going to well, be a real to be- return to form. I agree, and when I when I say broad comedy, I guess I mean more physical, more kinetic, more uh, Sla- slapsticky. Is that yeah? Slapstick is the is the perhaps ungenerous word for it, but that I think works well in the original series. And I see them going back to basics a little bit, back to form. Although you know what, if they do a live action Scooby Doo series, I think they're going to go more the Riverdale route. Yeah, yeah, I I agree with that as well. So I think that's the distinguishing factor: is it animated or is it live action? I could see them doing either. <laughs> Great question, though. Thank you. Um, thank you, Aunt Jemima. <laughs> Terrible. It's never going to ask us another question. <laughs> also, uh, for our listeners, mm-hmm. when Luke saying Aunt Jemima makes me think of a stand-up joke that he did. I know it's me making me very uncomfortable. <laughs> it's my, one of my favorite jokes I've ever done. It's actually um, very funny. I'm, thank you. What's our next cue? The, the next question is from Paige May. There's a little trademark. Uh, they're at, they're on Twitter. They're at Pagella May. Here's the question. This might take us a little bit. Okay. Hopefully not too much. We're we're two smart, savvy gentlemen. Hmm. Train A, traveling seventy miles per hour, leaves Coolsville, heading toward Oak Haven. Take out a pen and paper. Yeah, give me a second, man. All right. Um, one second. Okay. All right. So there's, the two towns are Coolsville and Oak Haven, and the train is leaving Coolsville at 70 miles per hour. Oak ha- Haven is 260 miles away. At the same time, train B, traveling 60 miles per hour, leaves Oak Haven heading towards Coolsville. Uh, as, when, when do the two trains meet? How far from each city do they meet? Oh, right. Um, we, we cannot answer. We don't have the variable of what time they leave, so we can't answer that part of the question. We can well, we answer, can answer how long from when they start. So oh. assuming they start at zero hour, we can work it out. Right. It, it's relative, so we can't get the exact hour, but let's say they both leave at noon. Great. Uh, so what's the answer, Luke? Oh, dude, do you expect me? <laughs> I'm not. A, you know you're better at math than I am. This is so not fair. You know, you know what I want to do is I just uh, want to draw out on paper by hand 260 miles, and then just tick on each one. And then 60, like 70, tick 60, them 70, one by 60, 70. That's exactly what I almost started doing, and now I'm opening up a calculator and I'm hoping that I'll know what to punch into here because <laughs> I now I'm looking at like oh goodness what do I put into here? Um, all right, so if they, this is so embarrassing. If they each drive one hour towards center, one guy has done 70, and one the other guy has done 60. So that shaves um, 130 miles out of 260, leaving 130 miles left between them. And one hour elapsed. 
Uh, wait, hang on. 260, and it's 130 every time. So they'll meet two hours in the middle. Uh, wait, no. no. It's two hours. Not in the middle. They'll, they'll, not it, in the middle, no. It'll meet 20 miles closer to OK. They'll be 120 okay. miles from Coolsville and 140 miles from... Sorry, 140 from Coolsville and 120 from OK. Then. Two hours after leaving. Boom! Oh, man, I never got this Russian math class. This was... I don't know if Paige intended for this to be this neat, but it's very... Wow. I, I, I gotta say, I think Paige did us a solid here, because if one number was different, this would be virtually impossible If there was, like, a me. decimal point anywhere. <laughs> uh, thank you so much, Paige, for making us break out a calculator. We never want to do that on this, on this show again. I, I'm not gonna thank you, Paige. Except for being a listener and for contributing. Thank you. Yeah, you know what? Thank you, Paige. Our next question is from Kanal JT. They're on Twitter at, at Kanal JT. Hmm. You guys have said you started the podcast because of Be Cool, but did you watch other Scooby series before? And would you consider yourselves diehard fans of the franchise because you seem to not have watched many episodes judging from the podcast? Ooh. Oh, man. Coming out swinging. I would say I'm a diehard fan of this franchise, and yes, I watched a lot of Scooby-Doo prior to uh, watching Be Cool, but for me, there was a huge gap between the stuff I watched as a kid and getting back to Be Cool. And I'll say I have huge gaps in my knowledge, but there's so much Scooby-Doo out there, I think you don't have to have seen all of it to be a huge fan, uh, to defend myself a little bit here. I'm, I'm coming from a similar place, where when I was a kid, I was in the Philippines, I was very small, I watched a lot of uh, Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? on Cartoon Network, because Cartoon Network did a lot of the older shows. And similar to you, I, there was a little bit of Scooby Scrappy somewhere in the middle of there. I basically skipped over um, What's New Scooby-Doo. I basically skipped over Mystery Incorporated entirely, came back to Be Cool. And so now I think that you and I together were filling in those gaps. Yeah, I, I think that's a big part of what this podcast is. If we've ever claimed that we've seen all of Scooby-Doo or that we have an expansive, unlimited knowledge... We claim so in error because we don't. I mean, I'd say I am a hardcore fan of the franchise and that I'm interested in everything that's happened, but I haven't necessarily seen it up to this point. And I'm becoming a bigger fan through the podcast. I, I also feel like I'm like having to really defend myself hard before this person. Yeah, I like, Kanal's a he listens, he comments, he, he's really great. Mm. I definitely feel like he low-key roasted us. I, I feel a little bit attacked right now. I feel, I don't feel brave. But I will say this, compared to some other Scooby-Doo podcasts out there, we don't have the strongest knowledge base. When we talked to Mike Jozik, uh, it made me realize, oh, this guy's seen every episode in the series we're talking about, whereas we're kind of meeting it out step by step. Mm. But thank you, thank you nonetheless for that question and for enjoying our podcast, despite the fact that we know nothing. Our next question is actually from another podcast. Mm. This question is from Scooby-Doo's or Don'ts. Hey, Billy and Amanda. And... It has a little bit, it has a, um, it has a, it had an accompanying GIF. <laughs> so here's a question. Wait, can, How, can you link me to the GIF or should I see that after? Uh, you can, you can look it up actually. So Where is it again? I'll, I'll is give it on you, Twitter? Um, I'll, I'll, basically I'll give, I'll tell you what to Google to, to bring it up. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. How come you didn't wait till your 200th episode for a Q&A episode like we did? Seems a little early in your tenure for this, if you ask us, ellipsis. And um, the GIF that they included was, uh, type in conceited reaction. 
Conceited is the name of a rapper, and he's the one who popularized this this reaction. Oh, yeah, it's it's um it's this, it's this rapper, uh, and he's he's doing almost like a duck face a little bit with and side eye. It's it's the, it's the, it's the duck face pursed lips, but not in a way of I'm trying to look attractive, and more in the way of like mm, heavy skepticism. <laughs> love that picture. It, it's a very funny. It's it, it's a great accompaniment to the question that we were asked. I, I have to say that. <clears throat> The image softens the question a lot for me. <laughs> a question that we could take to be a lot more aggressive than I think it is. So these are the t- these are the two back to back sort of like it's these these askers are not trying to start beef with us. Uh, oh, could have fooled me. <laughs> no. No, I don't take it that way. But I mean honestly, I think the reason that we did this earlier than, you know, might have been advisable or wise and I, I admit that, like, it's probably not the way that we would have done it originally if we could go back. But it's it's only because people are actually interested in what we have to say. I think that's the only... No, no, honestly, I think it's fine that... I think it, I wish I had a podcast where people weren't interested in hearing me talk. That, I think, would be the best. Okay, but... stop. You're so sincere. <laughs> Dude, I have nothing but respect for Scooby-Doo's and Scooby-Don'ts. You know that. And I... I think uh, I think the fact that no one was interested in asking them anything speaks to how well they we answered asked them everything a question. already. <laughs> Our, the, so I I did listen to most of their Q and A episode. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for answering our question first. Really, truly, yeah. Um, I will say that first of all, this is our fourth Q and A episode. Yeah, we've done we've done quite a few so, before episode fifty, so we did not wait nearly as long. And and I will say, um, sort of to piggyback on what you were saying, but not in a terrible way. I've always thought it was that it was very very important to interact with our fans. Um, mm. Initially, many of whom we knew personally, but at this point, as I think you can see, we're, we're getting a lot of questions from people that we don't know, and I think that that's because we started this so early. You do a lot of stuff to interact with our fans and to to reach out and to help them engage and to make them feel like they've got a hand in our podcast as well. That's one of my favorite things about our podcast that I do nothing to support. Uh, so thank you, Scooby Doos or Scooby Don'ts, for that question. Thank you indeed, and uh, and thank you for answering our question, uh, folks. Go check out Do's and Don'ts with Billy and Amanda. It's a great, uh, great pod. <laughs> Evan's nodding his head so vigorously right our now. This question is from uh, uh, Carl, King, King of, of Ducks. Ducks. That's who is. I, I have to remind myself that that's not how he brands himself. That I yeah, put that his, on him. His Twitter handle is actually at Killa Carl. Killa Ducks. <laughs> Carl, Carl asks, oh, hold on. We'll do this, this at the last... end. We'll do this yeah, at the end. Yeah, we should save so, this for the end. So I'll, uh, we'll, we'll cut it. Okay. Um, after Scooby-Doo's or Scooby-Don'ts, we actually have a question from one of the hosts of that podcast, Billy Segwire, who is... So does this, does this mean that the other question came from Amanda? The, the other question was almost certainly from Billy. As well? They're both from Billy? I, you know what? I'm not sure. They don't have the it... same... Uh, delegation of of tasks or responsibilities that we do i don't know what theirs is for us it's simple if anyone ever reaches out to you it's evan uh if if you get roasted on the podcast it's probably me um but with billy and amanda i don't know like is billy sending it from the their podcast on amanda's behalf you know what i'm not gonna try and scry this out this is becoming too much of a thing on its own so this is at the billy segwire and they ask and i'm gonna have to spell this out um how do you pronounce, and I'm going to spell it, W-O-R-C-E-S-T-E-R-S-H-I-R-E, sauce? 
Worcestershire sauce? I, I, I was so sure I was going to get this right, too. I don't know if there's a right way to pronounce it. I have always pronounced it the way that it's spelled. Which How's is that? a Worcestershire sauce. Worcestershire? Which I know that some people say, like, Worcester, which is, like, obviously that, wrong. That sounds like... It sounds like you've got, like, too, too many syllables in there. And also, it's a little reminiscent of The Hobbit, like, Worcestershire. Yeah, that's where Shire. I hail from, the Worcestershire. I, I mean, I used to say Worcestershire sauce. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I know that's wrong. Now now I think it's, like, Worcester? Worcestershire? I feel attacked right now, Billy. Billy, you, you gave us an unanswerable question. So your answer to Billy's question is, I don't. I don't. I don't pronounce that. Um, Billy also has a, a follow-up in the event that we can't answer the first question. Oh, he you says, knew, he knew he couldn't answer that. <laughs> he says, or what are your favorite variant costumes? Which I assume are what are your favorite costumes that differ from what they originally showed up wearing. Does he mean variant labels for Worcestershire bottles, sauce bottles? Uh, costumes for, like, the gang. Man, this is making me feel like I'm not the fan that I've been claiming to be. The fact that I'm like, they, what, what are their alternate costumes? They're, they're very different. I think, you know what, given the art style and everything, if, if, if they were drawn differently, I think people would realize how well designed the Be Cool Scooby-Doo characters are. I was about to say, I think the Be Cool Scooby-Doo characters, at a glance, they might seem to be the same, aside from, like, obviously the art style, but the costumes are the same. But they've made some uh, distinguishing features that I think really work well. So that would be my answer. I'm inclined to agree with you on that one. I think they modernized it really neatly. So yeah, I, I'll just echo that. Be Cool, I agree. Worcester. So we have uh, two more repeat questions. We have Paige coming back for another question uh, because she, she says, a more serious question than my other, this is the following day, mm. what big change do you see with the next Scooby-Doo series? Well, we, we already just kind of touched on this a little bit. I, th I anticipate one of two things, either a return to form that'll be reminiscent of some of the original series of Scooby-Doo or a live action that I think will take more of a Riverdale tone. Um, that's it depends on which one of those two she does elaborate she just say most recently with be cool we got to see a new art style and humor to match mm -hmm. my my answer to, th to this question is i think or or what i want to see is i want to see the gang portrayed more realistically as teenagers i think mm -hmm. what we're going to see hopefully is is scooby-doo that is a return to form but that also acknowledges i guess the the cultural climate that we're in i mm -hmm. don't think I don't know. I don't, should is a little strong, but maybe Mystery Incorporated isn't just white kids the next time around. Oh, absolutely. I think, well, the thing is, I think those moves have only been made in live action Scooby-Doo series. There's been no um, diversity in the animated series at all that I'm aware of, aside from Flim Flam, who is not a central character. And, and given that the next, the next iteration of uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, April O'Neil, will be black... Um, and there's a whole conversation around that. Some people say that she was first designed to be African-American. Uh, some say that she was first designed to be Asian. Uh, but, but all of that aside, I think, I think that you're allowed to make these changes. Uh, and, and so I think that the door has been opened a little bit wider, and I think it would be cool to see that. I, I absolutely agree. I would love it if there was more diversity. I would be surprised, which is not to say I don't want it to happen, just I'd, I'd be surprised if that happened in an animated series. But what I'd, what I'd love to see would be a return to form that has notes of the original animation style even some of the hokiness but definitely some of the grainy charm of the original series 
and uh, and maybe kind of woodenness of the animation. I I feel like re a return to that would I th I think people would really like. Hmm. Hmm. And I think you could even you could do that and set it in the modern day and have more racial diversity. And that's kind of the conceit of it. It's done in the very old style, but it's very modern. Yeah, uh, that's a really fantastic question, and is one that I was really looking forward to answering when when this podcast came around. I also really love that question. Thank you, Paige. Carl comes back around. Uh, this is pretty quick. Um, what were some of your favorite cartoons you remember watching as kids? They're so long ago, it's honestly a little tough for me to remember all of them. But I remember, uh, story time a little bit, going over to my grandma's house in Houghton, New York, where I grew up, and realizing that she had a couple of channels we didn't have at my house. And I suddenly had access to these cartoons that I desperately wanted to see. And I got, like, really into Pokemon. And, um, yeah, Ooh. Pokemon, some of the uh, oh, Big O, I think I got to see as well. Outlaw Star was... A, okay, I know Big O sound. Big O is a very interesting anime that got an American cut. Yeah, pretty early on. It would have to be cut. Sure, <laughs> they did actually have to cut some stuff. Uh, no, I, those are some that I, I really loved. I liked other Hanna Barbera series like Yogi Bear. Um, I, I loved Warner Brothers. Uh, I'll take a break here. What did you like growing up, Evan? Uh, so when I was uh, much younger, I was in the Philippines and in, in Davao. Um, we would go over to um, sort of like a base for missionaries. Uh, and they had cable, and we did not have it. So I'd watch a lot of Cartoon Network and Nickelodeon. Um, and so when it came to Cartoon Network, this was old school, like uh, Dexter's Lab, uh, the Powerpuff oh, Girls, yeah. Cow and Chicken, mm. and I Am Weasel, which I did not like very much. Um, on Nickelodeon's side, there was like Hey Arnold. Uh, mm. Oh, Hey Arnold. You know that came back? I need to watch that new movie. Uh, there was The Weekenders. Ah. Uh, there Recess, school's Recess. out. Recess. Oh, Recess was Disney. Recess was Recess, so right? good. I would readily watch recess again i would shell out money if it were in theaters today uh so that's and then when i came back here to canada we had like ytv and teletoon um ytv had uh teletoon was it ytv or teletoon i think ytv was the one who had like total drama island uh they had like 16 mm. they had like um, totally spies those are ones that you introduced me to once we were in high school together and i got to see a little bit of so did you have a did you have more? I mean, I, I yeah, I could almost just like open up a list of cartoons and go down the line like, "Oh yeah, I watched a lot of Batman. I watched a lot of Superman. I loved the X-Men series. I loved SWAT Cats. I loved the original DuckTales. Uh, X-Men Evolution, I really X, liked. Oh, uh, X-Men Evolution was amazing. I loved that. Like every episode of that was amazing. I yeah, as a kid, I think I didn't have the access that I have today. But I had an interest that is just, like, unmatchable at this stage of my life. Of I would have watched anything that was animated. Anything at all. And so it's hard to think of stuff because I didn't get to see any series all the way through. I just got to see a couple episodes here and there of this and that. And that's really the reason why I don't have the expansive Scooby knowledge that I wish I did. So thank you for asking us more than one question, Carl. Yeah, those are great questions, Carl. I'm sorry we're not mentioning all the cartoons, but there's too many. It's, it's and a lot. And I would need to pull up a list. Yeah. Uh, our last question um, comes from Troy, who's also a new listener. They're at underscore Troy friend. And, and it's it's a number of questions, so I'm going to go through and we're going to hit each one. So it's three. Uh, they're pretty short and sweet. How do you feel about aspects of true supernatural occurrences being in Scooby-Doo, i.e. Zombie Island and the Witch's Ghost? Mm, so I think this is a great question and one that I, I feel pretty prepared to talk about. Um, Knee-jerk reaction, just to give a headline for me. Not that crazy about Supernatural and Scooby-Doo. 
I also agree with that. I, I think that I think that there's a time and a place, and I think sometimes it can work. But I think that that the unmasking is is at the heart of Scooby Doo, and I think when when there are supernatural elements, there cannot be. An, I unmasking. I think it detracts from the mystery, even if it adds to the plot and the drama and the character development. Um, the mystery being like, oh, it was something supernatural or otherworldly or extraterrestrial, and so it's essentially magic. Um, that means that the mystery isn't really solved. It might be uncovered, but it's not a mystery being solved. So that's, and that's such a central thing of Scooby-Doo for us. I think it's like Sherlock Holmes. If Sherlock Holmes was using all of his powers of deduction, and at the end of the day, the mystery was revealed to be like magic, then you'd be like, oh, okay, well, we didn't yeah, like, need Sherlock Holmes. We needed like Doctor Strange. Yeah, and like, why did we spend all that time trying to figure out how they got into a third story apartment uh, with a locked door when they just flo- they flew, they floated in midair? It's not as interesting. With that said, Scooby-Doo Zombie Island was one of my favorites as a kid, and it inspired me to write my own Scooby-Doo flash fiction that incorporated supernatural elements because I thought it was allowed. Don't call it flash fiction. You were a child. Uh, it was short enough to be flash fiction, but I actually meant to say fan fiction. <laughs> I misspoke. <laughs> yeah. Um, it wasn't literary enough to be flash. I like the thing. It was um it was fan fiction but about the flash. <laughs> yeah, it was flash fiction. It was long running too. It was very lengthy. I uh yeah, I guess in general, I think supernatural elements can be good in a Scooby-Doo movie because it makes it feel more grand, it increases the scale and the stakes and can create opportunities for more character development and, and dramatic plot turns. But because it detracts from the mystery, which is such a central part of Scooby-Doo for me, and not crazy about it. Magic has its time and place. Uh, that is, it's not as frequent when it comes to Scooby-Doo as a franchise, for me. Mm. What was the next part of that question? Did you play any Scooby-Doo video games? Mm, I did. I'm going to have to look it up now. Give me a second. I did not. And that is my answer. I played Scooby-Doo and the Cyber Chase. Scooby-Doo and the Cyber Chase, the video game which came out for PlayStation and Game Boy Advance in 2001. But that was the only Scooby-Doo game I ever played. I'd really love to go back and play the What a Night for a Night video game that we referenced so long ago. So terrible. It looks like a knockoff Resident it Evil or something like that. So with the bad. fixed camera angles and the really jerky animation. But uh, honestly, I would play almost any Scooby-Doo video game today if I had it available to me. There's one for smartphones that I was thinking about getting. Oh, yeah? You know, we should do that sometime. We should review a Scooby-Doo video game. That'd and if it's sweet. a smartphone, then we could do really that. really cool. Um, is there a third part to that question? There is a third part. Mm. And it's the third part I don't think we're going to be able to answer, if I can be perfectly <laughs> <Okay>. honest. <laughs> well, let's see it. Favorite Daphne gag on Be Cool Scooby-Doo. And then, just to end with, sorry if you've answered these before, I'm a new listener. So I think they're referring to, like, the Daphne Douchure. I mean, it's the first episode that we did, but I loved it. The Daphne Puppets. You know what? I I feel like that has to be my answer, if only because that's, like, the strongest one in my memory. That is the strongest one we remember. I haven't seen all of Be Cool Scooby-Doo. For those of you who have forgotten or who I've mentioned it to, I'm pacing it out very carefully because I don't want to run out of it. Like, anytime I find out a series has been canceled, I'll really slow my roll with watching it. So I haven't seen plenty. There's some of Be Cool Scooby-Doo that I haven't seen just because I don't want don't to spend it. Um, but that first episode where Daphne is uh, using all the puppets kind of like for therapy, I guess eventually for therapy, but mostly just for gags, I really loved. Uh, and, and that is it. Um, Troy, you asked us three great questions, actually. 
Yeah, thanks, Troy. Each one better than the last and inferior to the one that followed. All right, now I believe we have one last question that you and I have both prepared some materials for. This is the only question that you and I have prepared for. You much more than, than myself, which is, uh, <laughs> this is not, <laughs> yeah. A little uncharacteristic. <laughs> I don't love it. Um, Carl says, you mentioned it briefly before, but I would love to see you do a fan cast for Scooby-Doo made up entirely of other cartoon characters. Dino as Scooby? Is he asking if we would put Dino as Scooby, or is he using that as an example? I think he's using it as an example. I think it's a very... I think that's a really good example. I think it's a good example. I've got... Uh, okay, so first of all... Okay. So let me start off by saying... Let's let's save Scooby for the last of the Fab Five. How about that? I agree. Um, and start out with Fred? Yes. We start, we start with Fred. All right. So my Fred might not come as a surprise to anyone, but it's going to be Kronk from Emperor's New Groove. What? Yeah. I, I want a guy who's kind of hunky, uh, who's a little bit dim, but who's completely golden-hearted. And I want somebody who's voiced by Patrick Warburton, and that's got to be Kronk from Emperor's New Groove. This is as Fred. so interesting, because I kind of approach this, when you say cartoon characters, I, um, I gravitated towards only TV and didn't really think about movies at all. That still works because there was an Emperor's New Groove TV show. And Kronk was still voiced by Patrick Warburton on that series because you can't replace Kronk. And, uh, and so that's, that's got to be the one for me for Fred. And I, I got to say, I, th I know Kronk isn't really a mystery seeker or a trap person, but I think his fervor, his, just his excitability could carry him in the Fred role. Do you have any alternates? I, I actually did not have any alternates for Fred. As soon as I hit upon Kronk, uh, and really it was just by way of like, how can I uh, shoehorn Patrick Warburton into this, and then I found that role, I was done with Fred. So I, I'll turn it over to you, Evan. Who did you think of for Fred? So my first choice for Fred um, was Tintin from The Adventures of Tintin. Oh, that's interesting. Who I think kind of has a Fred color palette going on already. He very much has a Fred-type outfit going on. Throw an ascot on Tintin, and you're done. And he's and uh, maybe make him hit the gym for a few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> he's a little frail, yeah. He's a little frail. But uh, Tintin just seems too sharp for me. He's, Tintin is like hmm. what happens if Fred and Velma have a baby. That's so funny, because I would say that both of my uh, Fred choices are sharp and competent and, and leader-like, which definitely... Hmm. I think that's the aspect of Fred that I focused in on, is this is someone who wants to solve mysteries. Uh, and I focused in on the fact that I think Fred is quote-unquote adorable. I think he's kind of, again, golden-hearted, like he's a very sweet person who's maybe a little, um, a little slow in some areas. My second choice for Fred, uh, and, and I, know, I know you haven't really seen the show. We, the two of us watched this one episode together when I visited you in Minnesota, uh, Fillmore. Fillmore. Fillmore is a good choice. So Cor Cornelius Fillmore is was my other choice mm. for... Uh, I like this because that really zeroes in on the mystery-solving and uh, investigative aspect of Fred. It, uh, not badly, but to the, uh, to the absence of the kind of goofy slapstick not too sharp aspect because Fillmore is on the ball. Yeah, he's he's very no nonsense. Did we want to do this or it's a, it's you me me you and then we, we Yeah. Go. So now you introduce another character. Uh I want to go with Velma. Okay. So this this was the toughest one I think for both of us. I, I found Velma very very challenging. And in fact, I don't like my alternate at all. Um <laughs> my my first pick was actually again from Fillmore Ingrid 3rd. Mm. I think that's a good pick. Ingrid 3rd 
is is very serious. I don't. She's not as brainy. She has a photographic memory, which I think in, introduces something very cool to the idea that she's she's mm. the member of the gang who's very competent. She's very good at mystery solving, and so here she's she's sort of bringing that to the table. I didn't want to double up anyone, so if it was Ingrid Third, then Tintin. It would have yeah. to be Tintin as Fred. I think you're right. I think that works perfectly. My alternate is like pretty so-so. My alternate is uh, Brain from Arthur. He's an aardvark. Did you never watch Arthur? I did watch Arthur. I almost mentioned that as a series I used to watch, but it's been so long. I only remember Arthur's um, little sister, DW, because of a joke I make with that name. Um, (laughs) But do you remember remember the simple message? No, what? It comes from the heart. Ah, interesting. It's believe in yourself, and that's a place to start. I did not know that at all. Are you for real? I could not... You could have given me a million years and I couldn't have constructed... A million monkeys on a million typewriters would not have gotten me to that conclusion. Oh my goodness. And I don't I don't know Brain super well. Uh, in fact, Fillmore is a much stronger point of reference. Uh, Brain was just a smart character and I, I floundered with Velma. Wait, hang on. I oh, so you, you almost did a gender swap with Velma. I almost did. I, I want to mention very briefly, just since we'd already touched on Recess, that uh, Spinelli might be an interesting choice for Velma. Oh. She's definitely a bit more tomboyish. Or, as the Recess Wiki calls her, the tomboyishly beautiful Italian-American substitute ringleader of the main characters in the show Recess. Like, oh my goodness. Okay, can the moderator for (laughs) Recess, the wiki, scale it back? Honestly, it's even steamier on the boys' ones. I'm I'm kidding. Scale it all (laughs) the way back. Um, I, I do like your pick for Velma there, but I have to say, I don't think there's a better one than the one I picked. Um... I am all ears. I chose Raven from Teen Titans for Velma. Oh. Uh, yeah, who who can I pick to replace the most attractive character on television for me? The other most attractive character on television for me. Luke, you're 27. Just as Velma and Raven will eventually be 27. Isn't Raven like 13 or 14? Is she? I don't know. Because like they all grow I don't like know where it is. It's It's for me really just hearkening back to how I felt as a kid. But uh, I, I think Raven is analytical. I think she's a little bit aloof. It's definitely playing to a particular aspect of Velma's character that we see st- more strongly in stuff like Mysteries Incorporated. But I really like the idea of Raven in that role. Um, almost like her superpowers are a fill-in for Velma's uh, intelligence. That's a great pick. Thank you, man. And uh, let me see. I will jump from Velma over to Daphne. Very briefly to say who I would pick for that. Uh, funny enough, someone that you mentioned already, April O'Neil from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I thought might make a very good Daphne. And I think would be a little bit more of uh, an action-oriented... Any any specific iteration of TMNT? I was thinking original, but um, just definitely not live action. But Megan Fox. No, <laughs> no, no, no. No, thank you. Okay. Thank you, no thank uh, you. Did you have an alternate? I did not. Actually, for Daphne, Daphne was my first pick. April O'Neil just dropped it right in there. Couldn't find reason to change it. Was it partly because she's she's a redhead? Redhead was a big factor. I'm going to be honest, that was a big factor. And it's partly because I wanted, I wanted Daphne to be more active. I wanted kind of the version of Daphne that we see in some of the uh, uh, series without Fred and Velma, where she has a bit more agency. That and actually think, fits yeah. my first uh, pick for Daphne to a T, like really? your description. Who uh, did you because pick? My, it was uh, it was Kim Possible. Oh, so good, dude. That's He's also better. 
redheaded and and very you know like she kicks Action a lot of oriented, butt. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I think that's amazing. I think that's the best pick. Did, was that your only pick for Daphne? My other pick, and this is so funny. This was um taken again. I prepared for this not as much as I should have from our conversation leading up to this uh, recording. Uh, it was Rapunzel from Tangled. Because mm. I think Rapunzel also, she's not afraid to hit people with frying pans or whatever. She is action-y. Um, but I also think she injects a really fun, like, naivete, yeah. you know, like, like fun-lovingness, which I think is key to certain iterations of Daphne. I think that's, oh, it's, it's just fun. I think that's brilliant. And now you're make, kick, making me kick myself that I didn't pick Cassandra to play Velma because, ow, ow, ow. Sorry, I just stepped on something. Ow. Ow, ow, ow. Ow, ow, ow. That really hurts. <laughs> oh, man. Um, Sorry, there's an open window. Is that your best whistle? It's very it's bad. My best. <laughs> I'm going to lift that and put it out of my <laughs> mouth. Yeah. You're going to swap uh, it. You're going to swap I'm it. Gonna swap it. I'm going to make your whistle sound super breathy and pathetic. <laughs> like the kind of whistles you do sucking in air because you can't do it the other way. <laughs> my inward whistles are better than your outward I've whistles. I've got a janky tooth, okay? My That's teeth part are of bad what makes too. it hard. Uh, um, dang it! Dang it! Um, so, were you about to say who you were picking for Shaggy? I was. I was. Oh, I really love my pick for Shaggy. So, my first pick for Shaggy is very. I'm. I actually think I like my second more. Mm. Um, my first pick for Shaggy is is logical, and and I've brought it up on the podcast before. I think the most logical pick for Shaggy is Jughead from Archie, and mm. there wasn't Archie's weird mysteries, so it works. It works so well for his appetite, and that's something I didn't touch on at all. His cowardice is absent with Jughead, but the lethargy of Jughead almost works as a substitute for that. Because mm-hmm. Jughead doesn't care about most stuff. My second I love, and I might even swap the two, the more that I think about it. Um, my, my Jughead alternate was from a little show from the 90s called Extreme Ghostbusters. Oh, gosh. Is this the dude and with I the facial hair? Eduardo. Because Eduardo is, is a coward. He's very cowardly. He's very scared. He has that shaggy. Honestly, he looks like Shaggy a little bit. He, you know, he has like the scruff, and he's gangly, yeah. and he's tall. Um, and he, and I think that would be so great. I think he would, he would fit in wonderfully. Oh my goodness, that's a, that's an amazing pick from an uh, underappreciated series that I also loved. Anytime I got the chance to see that, it was very scary. It it was, but it was also high. It was so. It felt so cool and punk and bright i my pick for shaggy i lifted from adventure time and i'll be honest all i did was i went to the adventure time wiki and i started browsing characters until i found someone who i thought would fit in the gang and as soon as i hit upon abraca daniel i knew i'd hit the exact right person abraca daniel in adventure time is an extremely weak and cowardly wizard who can at most like barely strain to create a rainbow he's like or like make a daisy sprout up. That's your <laughs> And so it's my, I, he's just, he's kind of gangly. He's very pathetic. He's extremely cowardly. So for those of you who are Adventure Time fans and that and you know who that is, I think you'll agree that's a pretty good pick. All right, so now, uh, now we're finishing this up, uh, both this question and this podcast. Scooby. For starters, the Scoobies that I decided to not pick. I, I have to address this because I think people are going to, uh, people are gonna say, why not this? Not Courage the Cowardly Dog. Okay, I will say that, I, because I was going for, like, logical with a lot of these, 
Courage was my number one pick, and it's it's Courage, it's lazy, and I admit that it's the logical pick. I think I I only mentioned Courage because I was afraid neither of us would mention him, and people would be like, "Oh, it should have been Courage." I I think it makes perfect sense for the cowardice, but I hate Courage's aesthetic, and the like gross hole in the tooth kind of. <laughs> you screen. don't like uh, that he has a hole. I in hate his the tooth. hole in the tooth. It's it's like cow and chicken or cat dog to me. Like it's gross. That series felt gross and existentially troubling to me. The grotesque. You have such a hatred of the grotesque. I I don't mind the grotesque, but that's just like it's it's the grotesque in a series that's not supposed to. Uh, it just doesn't it doesn't work for me. Okay, I'll admit it. maybe maybe it's it brings me back to a point of vulnerability in my life that I like to think that I move past. Whatever the case, I passed over courage. I also passed over Jake the dog from Adventure Time because Jake is both brave and powerful. He's also, for all points and purposes, a person. Yeah. No offense he, to Scooby. Scooby's great, but he doesn't strike me as being like... Jake's just a dude. Like, Jake is more human than Finn in a lot of ways. Jake is a guy. You would never say <laughs> that, Sco- that Scooby was a guy. No, 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 yeah, you're right. You're right about that. I ultimately landed on someone that we touched on very briefly at the beginning. Scooby, for me, is Gromit. Oh, because Gromit does not speak. Gromit doesn't speak, but he expresses a lot. And although Gromit's not a coward, he recognizes the value of fear. And I think he could work in the context of this series, especially alongside a coward like Abraka Daniel. That is so interesting. Gromit is a good... He's not cowardly. No. But that is a really cool choice. He's, he's not afraid to run away, though. The thing about my alternate is that it overlaps. I had a few overlaps, right? Like Fillmore and Ingrid Third. Um, mm. Oh, my gosh. Ron Stoppable would have been a really good Shaggy. I almost thought Ron... I almost suggested that as soon as you mentioned Kim. And on that note, Rufus is so small. Rufus could be a Scooby. From Kim Possible? Yeah, the Naked Mole Rat. Oh, yeah. I guess I guess it would be like a package deal. You'd have Ron Stoppable and, and Rufus. Um, what I actually wrote down as my alternate, uh, also has overlap with Eduardo, it's Slimer. Hmm... Because Slimer has an enormous appetite, He's... and Slimer is also very cowardly. Slimer's afraid of other ghosts. Slimer works surprisingly well, and you know what? Is not at all gross to me. Are you not serious? E- not even close to courage in terms Slimer of Slimer's disgusting. He's Slimer is like the picture of grotesque. I-, I was about to say, he's filth personified, and yet somehow is not as gross to me. I think it's because it's not grotesque. S- you're wrong. Oh, I just I disagree on that. Listeners, you be the arbiters. But I I will say I love Slimer as a pick. I think that's great. Yeah, and and there's a certain whatever I photoshopped together on our website, scoobydudes.com, will be my final choice and I will just pick from what I have here. Okay, cool. And for mine, I have a top pick picked out for each of these. And is that your last pick for Scooby? That is it. That is the gang as as I have dubbed them the Fab Five, that's all five of the main cast of Mystery Incorporated. All right, and I know we're going past time a little bit here, but I do want to talk about some secondary characters and some alternate thoughts I had. One was that Scooby and Shaggy could be replaced by a duo from another series entirely, Pickle and Peanut, one of my favorite shows that I don't think you've seen, but for anyone who's watching that, Pickle and Peanut, Scooby-Doo, think about it. Um, Alternate characters we haven't discussed yet, Scrappy. Did you have anyone in mind for Scrappy? I have two... I, I, I... Melded Scrappy and Flim Flam together as sort of being this, um, hmm. what's the word I'm looking for? It's another, it's, it's a, it's a nicer word for small, but, uh, diminutive. Yeah. This like, <laughs> I don't know, that's maybe not diminutive nice. sidekick 
um, comic relief type character. I did have mm. two choices for that, and but again, I, I melded the two. I melded the rule, the two together to make one role. Okay, I had I had separate ones for each one, but who did you uh, do as a hybrid flim flam scrappy scrim scram? Oh, my first one was was Jade from the Jackie Chan Adventures. Ooh, so good! Jade is flim flam. Cause she... you don't you don't even need to meld them. Jade is flim flam. Doesn't she have a little hoodie? She does. Dude. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we just that's that takes the cake for the episode. I have to say. Thank you. Uh, and my other pick was um, the the Belcher children from Bob's Burgers. Oh. Uh, I, know, I know that you don't watch Bob's Burgers. I'm not. I'm not a crazy big Bob's Burgers. Nothing against it. Just haven't gotten into it. Um, but I do see how that would work well because I've I, seen some. There are not Tina because Tina's kind of a, like. Let's be honest. Tina's a little bit of no. a buzzkill. But um, but Eugene and Louise. Mm. I feel like they have so much like manic energy, and I think it would be fun. And then there's that aspect of like Mystery Incorporated, like babysitting them and like taking care of yeah. them, and they're like getting into trouble. I completely agree. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna run through mine for Scrappy and Flim Flam here real quick. Please, I'm for, very looking forward for to for Scrappy. That. I came close to choosing Donald Duck because. Uh, temp- <laughs> Could you please do it? <laughs> <laughs> I hate the way Donald Duck sounds, but I love that Donald Duck has uh, is always quick to anger and fight. The pugilistic put up your dukes thing is a Donald Duck thing as well. It, it really is. And uh, and so I thought Donald Duck might work well there. But then, as I was thinking about Steven Universe characters, I realized better to make Scrappy Peridot. Oh, I love Peridot. Me too. I love Peridot. Peridot is easily one of my favorite characters. No, hands down, I love Peridot. Um, and so that was uh, a pretty straightforward uh, choice for Scrappy for me. Also, just on the subject of Steven Universe, I almost made Fred uh, Greg Universe as voiced by Tom Sharpling because I really love Steven's dad uh, and I think he's a very sweet-hearted guy, but it, it just didn't work with the dynamic. Um, for Flim Flam, I, I might have tipped my hand on this a little bit, but I think Amethyst from Steven Universe. Hmm. She's, uh, she's very mischievous and similar height. So that's Flim Flam. Um, you know, while we're talking about Flim Flam, I feel like I want to touch on Vincent Van Gool from the same series, who I, I'm guessing you did not bother doing anything with, quite understandably. No, I, I didn't. Uh, for, the, for the 13 episodes that he appears in. For Vincent Van Gool, I wanted to pick Koran from Voltron Legendary Defender, as voiced by Reese Darby, um, because he's also a mustachioed kind of wise figure who offers guidance from a distance. And I freaking love Reese Darby, and so... Bruce Darby's his voice work is actually very very good. It's some of the best out there, I think. Um, and that's all. That just kidding. No, I have a couple more characters I want to touch on. What about Bogle and Weird from the same thing? You're asking. Of How? course, of course, we got to cast Bogle and Weird. Sure, I, I guess. And uh, Bogle and Weird are going to be uh, Casper, the friendly ghost, and the Lich from Adventure Time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the idea of having one be the most innocent ghost ever, and the other one be one of the scariest characters in Adventure Time. Which is really gross, Really too. gross and really frightening. Like, I think they play him as, as terrifying as they can make him. Um, and that's almost everything, except... Oh my goodness. Except, of course, who's going to play a Sher- a Sheriff Bronson in Mysteries Incorporated? And, well, there's only one person who can replace a, a policeman voiced by Patrick Warburton, and that's Joe from Family Guy. 
voiced by Patrick Warburton. But as voiced by Patrick Warburton, I didn't do any other fan casting specifically for Mysteries Incorporated because no one else in that series is voiced by Patrick Warburton. So that's the, the last of my secondary really? characters I that's wanted to it. touch you're on. You're done. You're, you're not going to do... Then again! <laughs> what? No, I am done. I am done. Okay. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> I was trying to think of, like, who else was... Um... In Mysteries Incorporated, we could do any one of the parents. And I almost said Shaggy's dad is going to be played by Shaggy, since Shaggy is now going to be played by Abercadaniel. Oh, I thought you meant Shaggy, like, the musician or the artist. Yeah, he's going to be played by Shaggy the musician. No, that is that is really all I've got for the fan cast, which was a blast. I had a lot of fun thinking about cartoon characters. It made me realize I know a lot more cartoon characters than I know actors. Yeah, you know what? Depending on the day, I think that our answers would have been different. There's such a wealth Probably. of of really A plus animated programming that we that we could have picked from. And I think it makes a big difference what series I'm watching at a, t- a particular time. Like I'm really into Steven Universe, and I love Adventure Time nowadays. Um, but there's times where I watch completely different series. I, I'm also interested if we eventually do an anime version of the same thing because I think we both held back from touching on some anime characters that we could have. The Last Airbender and Legend of Korra came up a lot for me. Ooh, I think that would have been valid. Uh, yeah, I, I do consider them Western animation. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's that's it. Those are all of our questions. There were so many. That, there were so many questions and so many good ones too. We didn't have to. Uh, I didn't have to stoop to answering some crap questions like we've had to do in every other Q and A. Oh my gosh! Finally, this is still mostly the same people. <laughs> Oops. Uh, no, that was that was a great. Great Q&A, mostly because of the answers. Some amazing answers there to some questions. Um, thank you for giving us the chance to wow you with our wonderful answers yet again. And uh, I think we'll probably wait until episode 200 for another one of these, right? <laughs> We're not even at 50 yet. Yeah, if you could, if for next time you guys could be nicer to us. <laughs> like, don't, don't be so mean to us. That's, that's a question we have for all of our listeners. <laughs> what? Don't, Can you please be nice? Yeah. Baby, don't hurt me no more. Please! Jeez! <laughs> Sorry. I really scared Empty Sam there for that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Empty Sam especially. Evan, here's a question for you. Where can people follow up with this episode if they want to get more Scooby Dudes content? If they go to ScoobyDudes.com, they will be able to see uh, little fun photoshops that I put together for both of our casts. That's cool. Oh, wow. That, that's amazing. Wow. And here's another question for you, Evan. If people want to get their questions in early for the next time, where should they send those? They can send them to ScoobyDudesPodcast at gmail.com. Mm. They can tweet at us at oh. the Scooby Dudes or... They can ha- use hashtag Q's for dudes. That's Q S F O R dudes. And if you uh, if you tag your tweet with that, I will find it and we will answer that question. That's so many good means, but I, I mean, sure, surely that's everything there is. I, mean, I guess more, one more question: Is there anywhere else that they might want to go to get additional dudes content? If they go to Facebook.com/slash uh, Scooby Dudes, they could at, they could message us via that Facebook page um, to ask us questions, or they could just go to that Facebook page. And check out some of the content that I schedule. Okay, so Facebook slash Scooby Dudes, Twitter at the Scooby Dudes, Scooby Dudes Podcast at gmail.com, and ScoobyDudes.com for the website. Another question, Evan, that's gotta be everything, right? 
actually, what? this podcast uh, stays afloat. <laughs> it's so funny because that's the theme song to uh, to Big O. <laughs> So you have seen it. So you have seen it. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's the callback you had to do. <laughs> it's a cool show, too. It's very cool. And, and not at all. Like, Big O is the name of a giant robot that makes everyone feel super happy. <laughs> oh. Oh. What, were, um, what were you talking about? The, the podcast. Yeah, the podcast stays uh, afloat. It stays afloat um, partly due to our Patreon uh, donors. Um, they give us a little bit of money every month. We give them content every month. Uh, and they help pair artists. We don't have an artist for this episode because it is a Q&A. Um, but we really appreciate all of them. Uh, we appreciate them so much. We like to say each and every one of their names I'm, at mm. the end of every episode. I like to feel their names on the ins- like in my in my chest, going into my throat, and as I form them in my mouth, and then give them to you, listeners. It just it feels good every time because we appreciate them so darn I much. I legitimately make this joke all the time, but every time you say something gross about people we rely mm-hmm. on, mm-hmm. I'm terrified oh. that they'll stop. <laughs> Honestly, 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 I'm also scared they'll stop donating, but I'm thrilled at the thought that they'll stop and then you'll you'll rip into me for it. Like that's so I'm I, for whatever reason I'm excited at Don't that thought. Don't be tantalized by that possibility. I'm so tantalized by the thought like I it's I don't know what kind of reinforcement has brought me to this point that I like being grilled and so I want to I hope that the things I do will result in me getting grilled, raked over the coals if you will. But we do really appreciate our donors, and we do really appreciate everyone, and we're going to tell you we appreciate them by telling you their names right now. Thank you to these beloved donors. As one last thing, please give us five stars on iTunes. If you want to also leave us a review, and it is five stars, I will have to read it. Yes, I mean, if you're going to leave five stars, you might as well put some words in Evan's mouth as well. I mean, Evan loves at, when your words kind of, like, develop in his lungs, when they, like, they climb up his throat. Really, he pushes them up his throat like a bellows. He's squeezing them. And then in his mouth, they, that air, it, it's, it swirls around his teeth. His tongue forms and shapes. It molds it like a, a pot on the wheel. And then, and then from between his lips, it comes out into my ears, into your listeners' ears. And then we, all, we, we, under, we know Evan in a way that we didn't know him before. Yeah. We have a bunch of... We have, like, I think 13 five-star ratings on American iTunes. Yeah, we got a lot of good ratings, and we're pretty close to getting a Canadian uh, solid rating as soon as we can get that up to 10 reviews, all five stars. Canadians, please rate our podcast. Americans, please move to Canada. <laughs> you know and what? Then, and then probably we'll direct you to Mexico or some other place that we need. Say, like... Given given the political climate, maybe yeah, maybe move to Canada. Kind of like, is it is this a joke or is this genuinely good advice? I don't know. Move to Canada. Sometimes I'm surprised by the fact that I haven't moved to Canada yet, by what's going on in America, and by the fact that I know you in Canada. I think you should. Ippy Sam wants to move to Canada someday. I think you should do it, man. Yeah. Well, there's you've got uh, someone supporting that idea over here, right? Ippy Sam, you want to move to Canada? Yep. She... Next year, not someday. <laughs> Next year, not someday. She says. <laughs> Write us that five-star review. Whatever you write, Evan will read on air on this podcast, just like happened last week. I sure did read a very long review. I know who left it for us now because she messaged me on Facebook. 
so thank you for joining us for this. Again, send us your questions for the next Q&A episode and be sure to tune in next week as we jump back into recaps. <laughs> we are definitely going to be recapping something. <laughs> something, yeah. Ooh, the mystery. I love you listeners. I love that episode. I love you, Evan. <laughs> and I love our listeners. Thank <laughs> you.